Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. ESPN. It's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. If Penny Hardaway and the staff want to support Mikey Williams through the issues that he now faces, nine counts, felony counts. But when you say we, you group in, I think, the University of Memphis. We know the University of Memphis has made their statement on this. They're going to stand by and watch all these things play out. But I think it's been beyond time for the University of Memphis to move on. 92.9 FM ESPN's Gabe Kuhn Show. Well, the only lineman on the radio, Gabe Kuhn. Weekdays from 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. on 92.9 FM. FM ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't, ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I'm not going to get no interviews. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rap day. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble and dust. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say you Everybody, happy new year. We are back. Ah, it feels good to be back. And we have uh, everything to talk about. Literally everything to uh, talk about. So thanks for bearing with us while we might not go off for a week. I, I, I had an adventuresome, adventurous uh, holidays. Went off to, flew up to New York City uh, for Christmas. On the way back, Jeffrey, I uh, was in the Charlotte airport. I and, saw. I saw this. I, I went. I ducked uh-huh. into the stall, and uh, and I'm in there, and I hear voices, and they're women's voices. Uh huh. Like this is on. This why. What are they doing in, in North Carolina? What are What places. are they doing uh-huh. in here? Like this is what. And then it dawned on me. Yep. I maybe they taken, they were not in the wrong maybe place. They were not in the wrong place. And so at that point, 
how do you plan your escape? Now, the truth of the matter is, if you're in a women's bathroom, there's nothing. Everyone's in a stall anyway. Correct. There is. There's, there's no a sense privacy, of privacy real yes. issues yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Much you're mm-hmm. just in the wrong place. I mean, how would we know? So you wait for you wait for the voices to recede, and then you make your break. But you're in an airport. Well, what's funny is I didn't see any women walking into the bathroom. Okay. So you were in a I good just part of the, the schedule. Bad, the, 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 the world, yeah. And then I on the way. He's got to beeline there it. Must and as you're 30, yelling, there you, must have been thirty on the way out. As you just got to make the beeline and just say sorry, yep, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like it's act yeah. like yeah, yeah. That, that, that was other than that, relatively uneventful. I mean, lots of people had COVID. Feels like the whole world has COVID or sick or whatever else. But uh, I made it through the holidays relatively unscathed. How about you, Jeffrey? I, I would say I made it through unscathed. Good unscathed. Holiday. Good. Good, ho- I, I good had, holiday season. I had I had my first like real test of solo dad duty with Aaliyah back at work. Well, you work. also had the first wrapping things the night before. Or you mean Aaliyah bef- had that? <laughs> You're not assembling a bicycle yet, anyway, mm-hmm. right? No, so, I'm not in the, uh, we're, the. We're still in the. Uh, we're still in the. You some can people buy- love that moment. Some people hate that. The whole the day before Christmas Eve, assembling wrapping. I've already told my wife like. You're not going to be involved. Oh, no, no, no. I'm good at that stuff. You are, but she's not allowed in the room. Oh, I much see. like I put I put the crib together. Oh yeah, I see. But she I, wasn't. She gets to go in the room, watch TV. I, I I don't need oversight. Happy New Year, everybody. Two thousand and twenty-four, <laughs> and it does feel like like uh, like everything has happened since we've been away. Uh, the Grizzlies had a had a winning streak, and now they have a losing streak. They play tonight, uh, but we've uh, they're as healthy as they will be. Um, even Luke is back. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about the Grizzlies. Uh, Chris Harrington is going to join us straight up at 10 o'clock. Got a text from Chris today saying, radio back? Yes, indeed. Radio is back. Chris Harrington back straight up at 10 o'clock. Yet the Memphis Tigers continue to win basketball games up to 15 in the AP poll. Penny Hardaway is irritated by the way they're playing, and that is understandable. Uh, this is their reality going forward in the new year. Can they crush um, overmatched competition? Uh, but still. Pretty damn good place for the Memphis Tiger basketball program. Memphis Tiger football program gets a big win, as does Ole Miss, as does Tennessee. We'll talk about that in the second segment as well. The NFL rolls on. My beloved Buffalo Bills are in a position where they could either win the AFC East or, very likely if they lose, miss the playoffs entirely. But that's just one of the pieces of drama in the NFL, as Lamar seems to have locked up another MVP award and on and on and on. We have a uh, the, the 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 showboats are back, Jeffrey. Indeed, think, they are. I think we knew that the USFL's um, not back, but the UFL's yeah. back. So uh, we have we have a million. Or the UFL's here. And here's the way we're going to do it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna or talk about last night's events uh, here in a moment, and then we're gonna play believe it or not, all prediction oriented, Jeffrey, and all having to do most having to do with Memphis teams. Uh-huh. In the next segment, then Chris Harrington's going to join us straight up at 10 o'clock. We'll talk about the Memphis Grizzlies with him. And then we're back. Feels like a Monday, but it's a Tuesday. Uh So fish on Friday on Tuesday for a New Year 2024 extravaganza. So that is the lineup today. Jeffrey, let's start just because this is a great way to start the year. Let's start by playing the best fight song in the land. Uh... 
yesterday. And you gotta say, we two players. Two players, yes. You gotta say. Some of us were betting starting at 11 a.m. You gotta say. Two semifinal games, each coming down to the last play. I mean, what a day of football. That's pretty damn good drama. Yes. It was exhausting. It was truly exhausting. Each coming. Oh, I mean, why? What time was it with that final pass? High 11. It was ridiculous. It was like around 11. I don't understand why they couldn't have started an hour earlier. But anyway, so you have to have the sunset at the San Gabriel Mountains. I don't know if you know (sighs) that, Jeff. Um, So we. uh, Two games. Each one coming down to the last play. Now, mixed up in all of this, of course, we're here. This just proves they got it right. I don't think anyone doubted. Well, listen, I think we can still doubt. If you're arguing, uh, they got it right, right? Because Georgia beat Florida State the way they did, um, that's fine. But you know what? Uh, you, you could argue that that may, cuts the other way. Like, do they ha- did they have the four best teams? I don't oh, know. No, I mean, I, I, there's I, a reasonable I, argument. Georgia was one of the four I best mean, teams. I mean, that, that was kind of the whole problem. I mean... I, I feel like by the end, most people kind of reach the same conclusion, which is Florida State got host. We can acknowledge that these four games were going to be awesome. And it was going to be incredible games. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I, think, I think all those things are true. And by, I, I don't measure anything by that Florida State game. They were missing, they were missing all 40 of their best players. No, <laughs> like, if anything, it was only – it just kind of made a mockery of the whole system. The whole thing's a mockery. Yeah. And, and Kirby Smart came out and said afterwards, this has got to be fixed. There's no way to fix it. I mean, I did see uh, Nicole Arbach Arbach, uh, over at The Athletic. She suggested the Bulls pay the players. Um, Literally pay the players, not just give them an iPhone or whatever else it is. Um, But there's no way to fix this. Um, So there you go. One way to fix it, have a 12-team playoff, and so there'll be more more meaningful games. The big deal is now the New Year's Six, which... There there will be more meaningful games. And the teams that are most likely to be really pissed off and feeling left out mm-hmm. and have their best players go pro because they're now going to be in the playoffs. Other teams like Memphis are probably going to take their bowl game seriously. Like, it's more apt. The, the teams from 13 onward, yeah. they never really, most of them, or a lot of them, never thought they were national contenders anyway. Mm-hmm. And so there won't be so this, there's nothing left to play for. Right. Like, and, and and so I actually think the 12-team playoff is going to do a lot to improve the system anyway. But I think the day after the four teams were chosen, I didn't hear anyone say that these weren't going to be great games. Yeah. And these were games that every bit lived up to um, the billing. Two very different games. United only oh boy, by... United only... By uh, a special teams miscues, mm. right? That was the one common yeah. uh, special team blundering. That was the one common uh, link between the two teams. Um, I make no bones about it. I was rooting for Michigan, partly because I have some connection to Michigan, partly because the fight song is the best fight song in the land. But like, I've just had enough of Alabama. Like, I didn't need Alabama fatigue. I-, I didn't need Alabama to win. There was a friend of mine on Facebook who said the dynasty's over. <laughs> Um, because this is the first time since 2009, I guess it was, or whatever, that, they, that they've gone three years without winning a championship. This is the first time since Saban started winning championships that they've gone three years without winning a championship. I don't think you can say right now Alabama is in the midst of a 
dynasty necessarily. You have to be on top to be a dynasty, right? But they're in the midst of a still a historic run. You get to the semifinal game, come one play away. Yeah, I, 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 here's, the, here's the truth. I, I know that's a good year. Like after, after Texas and after South Florida, Alabama fans were like, this is, this is not our year. The thing that I struggled with Alabama this year was I think at every position they were good enough except the one position. Like, I I really did find myself thinking, like, is so much of my view of Alabama this year not being up to their quote-unquote standard just because of how mediocre the quarterback play was? Of course, then the the quarterback play along the way had sensational moments. And last night, let me ask you this. Was the problem the quarterback play or was the problem – they got manhandled. This team that has supposed supposedly superior, and you pointed this out early. Yeah, like big there was people. this narrative about their big guys are better, and you're like, I'm not so sure. And Offensively, sh- and I sure, think their defensive big people showed up. Yes, yes. Offensively, I was not sold on the offensive line being fixed. They got mashed by yes. Michigan. Absolutely mashed by Michigan. You saw it on the first freaking series. Oh boy. Now some of that's also on him. Like he he has a. He has a real tendency of a blitz staring him right in the face and just having no idea where it is. Does this? Well, first of all, let's go. Uh, let's go. Like, like, let's go. Last play for Alabama. Okay. Uh, fourth and goal from the three. We have the two timeouts. Drama increasing. Yeah, we, we, increasing, we have increasing. some real college basketball stuff going yeah, on there. Some real college basketball stuff going on. Give me the grease board. Obviously, the play didn't work, and so yeah. they probably should have picked a different one. I think my argument would be. When you're getting manhandled up front, a lot of plays don't work. Yes, but also, is that the play straight up the middle? Is that the play you run when you're getting manhandled up front? So I think what happened was it was supposed to be an RPO, right? And then when, because if you look at the running back slipped out of the out of the flat, and they had two guys blocking, they ran kind of like a pick play essentially. But the snap being low, the snap he couldn't. And then not only was the snap low, the snap was low. And then by the time the snap was back there, there were three guys on him. Like so, at a certain you point, would, you would think this the, the snap would just drive saving insane. But it's been a problem, you know, all year long. All year long. Yeah, all think year back long. to the Auburn game before fourth and thirty-one. How do you not fix the freaking snap? I think what I think Michigan kind of knew with everyone seen on film. Put somebody head up on the center, and it's really hard to snap the ball. Uh, let's be honest. It was. I, I mean, I, I know Alabama fans. They measure in national championships, right? So yeah. uh, that's a good year, given where you came from. Um, How were you feeling after South Florida? Yeah. As for Michigan, first of all, do you think if you voted before that fourth and three, and all of America who was watching the game? You said, do you want Alabama to score, and do you want Alabama to win, or do you want Michigan to win? How would have America voted? That's a great question. Um, I, I mean, it's I, Michigan a, versus everybody is just BS. I know, but like, there's a lot of people that don't like Harbaugh. A lot of people that don't like Harbaugh. And yes, and there the Midwest, is... Here's the Midwest, one of the big differences is, like I was, I was watching it, uh, part of the game, with SEC Ole Miss fans, and they were rooting for Alabama, because they're like, oh, SEC, we're rooting for SEC, mm-hmm. right? Big Ten fans weren't rooting for Michigan. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not. It wasn't the same. No, the SEC, the conference thing is an SEC thing, and I think that goes back to the South beating yes. down South yes. wants to prove that they're as good yes. as the rest. We're going to be the, yeah. we're the we're, it, really invested in being the best conference. Yes. Whereas Michigan just wants to be the best team. Right. Ohio State just wants right. to be the best. Team. I would argue Ole Miss should not have been rooting for Alabama. 
You compete. I against, don't think so either. You compete against Alabama. You compete against Alabama. Yes. I don't think you want the. You're already trying to have to keep up with freaking Georgia and their recruiting. It's insane. <laughs> After the 13 second game, not to bring that up again, were you rooting for the Chiefs because they beat the Bills? So what's on? What's the narrative now? I, 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 no one really believes that Michigan beat Alabama because they because they have because Connor Stallions once worked for them. Do they? Like no one thinks cheating. It might have helped them along the way. Uh, yeah, I think if you're if you're going to try to bring that up, I think you're saying that Michigan's not Should here because of that. Be there because of that. But really, do you go back to a, the Ohio? By the time they beat Ohio, by the time they played a meaningful game, because their schedule was so the soft Penn, at the, the front Penn end. State, they didn't even have their head coach for Penn State or Ohio State. And they were, and they were the, the the cheating had already been discovered, and therefore, presumably, you know, everyone had a chance to adapt. I don't. I, 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 here's how much I chalk up Michigan cheating to their success this year, to them being where they are last yeah. right now. Zero. Yeah, I'm with you. I also didn't think it was that big of a deal earlier. Now, does Harbaugh stay? Well, he did hire an agent. Did you see this? Yeah, I saw that. This is the first time he's had an agent. He's hired an agent. Yes. You typically do not hire an agent unless you're trying to leave. That's just and kind of... Obviously, like, listen, they, they hadn't moved the ball at all against Alabama until that one drive. In the no, second, in the I, second half, 41, 41 yards, I think they had had total. Now, granted, there was some, drive. they had some field position problems, but I thought, to me, the thing that was alarming about Michigan was you dominated that game in the first half, unlike we've seen. And you should have been up. At least multiple scores. scores. Yeah. And in the second half, I just thought they got real. I think Harbaugh, they, they, they got away with it. They won the game, so you can sit there and tip your cap to them. But they got sucked into the game that Alabama wanted them to play, which was don't run away from us. Because I think you saw at times when Michigan had to push the pedal, like it felt like when they needed drives, they were able to move the ball. But it was, they spent so much of the second half just being fine, you know, essentially playing that line of scrimmage game. And Alabama got them. It comes down a huge fourth and two. Yeah. Um, so, uh, credit goes to Michigan. They're now four-and-a-half-point favorites to beat. Well, let's play another fight song. I swear to God, I was looking up Michael Penick's scouting reports today. Now, mind you, these are just, you know, these aren't NFL team scouting reports. These are all the draft analysts, right? right? What, I, what I don't understand... They don't even agree. Like, if you can say he's not a projected first-round pick, which, by the way, he's not in most mock drafts, because he has an injury history and he's older. He has two ACLs and there's... Yes. But that's not... Like, people are like... There's one literal whole thing. is like, doesn't have a strong enough arm. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, no. I'm, like, the guy... Did you see that? The, the, the pass that he threw to Polk was like freaking... The, how it's sir? I, I, there are certain tells for me of whether or not I'm going to pay attention to your scouting report. If I see Michael Pinnock's arm strength concerns, I just move on. And, um, and then other people talk about he only has a fastball. And then other people... Like, Knox. That's so not I was, true I was looking either. at Knox. And then other people... Um, Talk about uh, his mid-range accuracy, not his deep. That, Everyone acknowledges his deep accuracy is the best in the in the world. <laughs> the, the 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 like the fifteen-yard dig. That's not his strength. I just that was incredible. 
Like, that was freaking incredible. Bullets and howitzers, and I hate to use all the military stuff, dropping it in the bucket. That's another one. Yeah. Like uh, Jeff layering the throws. That's layering another. Oh, the my throws. God. He had one. Th- he had one throw over like a corner in which there was another guy in his face. Just threw it right over the top, dropped it in the bucket. I'm just like, I don't even know what you do with that. Now he's got tremendous receivers. He does. Tremendous he has probably there's three NFL receivers. Throwing to those receivers, Dunze, Polk, and McMillan. He was 16 of 17. Westover's not a bad 305 yards. Two of those dudes could go in the first round. Yes. Um, one will absolutely be a top 15 pick, probably a top 10 pick. Like, when people, I've seen people saying say that Michigan is going to crush them. I mean, uh, if you're knows? Washington, though, isn't that what you're hoping for? Like, that's right. been your, that's who like. Who the hell knows? But, like, I, they, I mean, Michigan has had to go up against o- Ohio State. And their receivers, but not that quarterback. Correct. <laughs> like, like Michigan will not have seen anything like the attack that will be coming at them in the national championship. Though I think there's this weird thought that Washington is TCU this year. That's and just if, stupid. And that's that's just not the case. If Washington is, Oregon twice, Washington is closer to 2019 LSU offensively, right? Yeah. Than they are. Yeah, I think that makes sense. TCU yeah. from last year. Quinn Ewers was uh, throwing to receivers 43.5%. And Penix throwing to wide receivers was 90.5%. Yeah, there was at one point they were showing he was like, he was averaging 30-something yards of completion. And you're just like, good God. Now, if he does this again and lights up Michigan, he's going in the first round, isn't he? I think you can talk me into he's going in the first round anyway. It is funny, like when you talk about things that that he's getting knocked for, a lot of what he gets knocked for, which is age, and when people go, well, why is age a deal? There's the thought of he's good because he's in his sixth year of college football. So, like, he knows how to play. Bo yeah, Nicks. but he's not winning with savvy. But my- <laughs> He's winning with rockets. No, he's winning with he's winning with anticipation, right. unbelievable ball, like, ball placement, like, arm talent, just all of that. Yeah. But the funny thing is, like, if you would go through the, uh, the Bill Parcells, what like the draft the list for a quarter? He, he would literally check every single thing. Like started three plus years, won X amount of games, uh, senior, graduate, everything. Like he would check all those boxes. But now it's like we just don't care about that anymore. Um, I had a big Washington day because I saw Boys in the Boat as well, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, about the Washington Crew team. Good movie. A little. Per- well, not a little predictable. 100% totally you say, predictable. there was a book. <laughs> 100%. Even without the book. You got to figure they wouldn't be writing, they wouldn't be having a movie about the Washington crew team mm-hmm. unless it did pretty well. So, spoiler alert, it does pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, good movie. Um, not absolutely. I believe that was Andrew Luck's memorable. book club first book. Oh, was it? For those that remember the Andrew Luck it was, book club. It was a, three years ago, whenever it was, it was a massive uh, hit, um, that book. Anyway. Uh, and then obviously they nearly won. The, they nearly lost the damn game um, at the end. Some of that was well. They could have just kneeled. Yeah, this is the thing. Some of it was bad luck. When I Dylan, love the, the key was when Dylan Johnson gets hurt. Correct. That, just then, take the knee. The, then you've got a. Then you've got a. Yeah, but you just take a knee, and then he wouldn't have gotten hurt, and then he wouldn't have the clock. He'd kicked like there were even fifteen seconds left, maybe. 10, I think. Yeah, 15. No, it was 15. Yeah, yeah it would have been 15 seconds left. And then, you know, the snapper running into the rece- or running into the punt returner. I love Kalen Abor. He's not great with a clock. Yeah. 
So there you go. So um, Michigan four and a half. Who do you want? I think I want Washington. On what theory? You're anti Harbaugh. Not necessarily anti Harbaugh. Anti um, uh, anti your 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 afternoon co-host. No. Um, I mean, obviously, that being heartbreaking, like misery. Would, that would be hilarious <laughs> to me. I would be lying yeah, if I said that. It depends. Do you want your friends' teams to win, or do you want your friends' teams to lose? Honestly, it really just boils down to, like, how do I enjoy football? I That's true. Washington is a much more entertaining yes. brand of football. And I don't think J.J. McCarthy is very good. Like, I don't, this idea that Penix and McCarthy are on the same platform is bizarre I think right to me. now, I think J.J. McCarthy is... Certainly in most mock drafts, projected to go ahead, which is, if you just sat down and never watched football before, and you'd said, which, which guy one do you of want these draft? guys, who do you want? Yeah. Who do you, which quarterback do you want? It wouldn't be particularly, uh, wouldn't be particularly tricky. All right, we got a whole lot of other things to talk about. Uh, Memphis Tiger football, Memphis Tiger basketball, uh, Grizzlies, um, and everything else. We will do that in the form of a Believe It or Not. We'll do that uh, first one of 2024. When we return, Jeff Cockin Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Make a special New Year's resolution to enjoy life more by listening to sports on 92.9 FM ESPN. I mean, who needs the same 10 songs over and over when you can get the Grizzlies, Tigers Talk, and football all in one place? This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-973-7809 now. 
Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-973-7809. That's 800-973-7809. What do you have to lose? Call 800-973-7809. Again, 800-973-7809. Start practicing your pitching for the ultimate $80,000 snowball fight at Southland Casino Hotel. Join us Saturdays in January from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for hourly drawings. 40 winners every week will win a share of $20,000 in free play. Want in? Get an entry for every 24 points earned daily with five times the entries on Wednesdays. Don't miss Saturdays at Southland. It's going to be so much fun. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Hey, Kathy, you know, I've been seeing those State Farm commercials. You guys have built quite a team. Holmes, Kelsey, Derrick Henry. Bundle my auto and my homes. Oh, yeah. Steve, we're proud of that team, and I'm proud of my team. Your team is awesome. I know firsthand. If there's a question or problem, they're on top of it. My name is on the sign outside, but it's my talented team inside that makes the difference. Hey, call Kathy Thurman Edwards, State Farm agent on Brookhaven Circle. 901-767-7744. I'm not as cute as Jake, but I'm better looking than a lizard. The Majestic Grill has a new menu, and it is spectacular. Barbecued char-grilled oysters. That's a half dozen oysters sourced fresh each week. Char-grilled with a delicious house-made chipotle honey and lime sauce and topped with Parmesan. Or lemon butter shrimp and scallop spaghettini. Or a new seared tuna dish. Or sweet and sour Brussels sprouts. There's a lot more that's new, plus all the old favorites that have kept people coming back to 145 South Main Street for nearly two decades. The Majestic Grill is better than ever. Stop by and see for yourself. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. Denise has been playing jazz for 40 years. Last concert, one of the musicians fell sick with RSV. Respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, is a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems. This time, she's choosing to help protect herself with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo. Abrisvo is a vaccine for the prevention of lower respiratory tract disease caused by respiratory syncytial virus, RSV, in adults 60 years of age and older. Abrisvo is not for everyone and may not protect all who receive the vaccine. Don't get a Brisvo if you've had a severe allergic reaction to its ingredients. People with a weakened immune system may have a decreased response to a Brisvo. The most common side effects are tiredness, headache, pain at the injection site, and muscle pain. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine, a Brisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. 
Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. bowl game win it's 10 wins it's a good season i would still argue i mean this, that was the first game where i think they won as an underdog right but it's just very difficult to sit there and go a bowl game it was damn impressive listen 10 wins i agree with you on that i i, I think I, listen i've been critical of ryan at various points when you submit a 10 win season Beating a Big 12 team convincingly, bringing back your quarterback for yet another year, bringing back your best receiver for net another year, recruiting the way he did out of the transfer portal this year, I think it's really hard to win back fans who are out on you. Like, that's just a really hard thing. And I still believe this. There will be people lurking in the weeds, you know, I don't even mean unjustifiably. Like, but to the extent that in this year, like, it's, I, I think it's been, I feel pretty, I'll put it this way. I feel pretty good about the state of the program going forward. And I did not say that last year. At this same time, and I'll tell you the reasons. One is the way he recruited out of the portal. Yeah. Two is the fact that Seth is coming back. Three is. The way he holds the team together, like, I do think there's real leadership there. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. I don't know that he's Mike Norvell as a charismatic leader or whatever else. He's not. I think it was but a successful year. And I don't think that's... Don't there's, think no, there's no way to say anything other than Yes, that. I think yes. it was a successful year. I also think one of the harder things to do is next year, they're going to be the, the odds-on favorite to win the league. And, like... You're... Okay, well, here, let me go to the next one. Uh, the Memphis Tiger football team will be in the 12-team playoff next year. Believe it or not. I really wish I, wish I knew the format. Um, 
What do we know about the format? That there's going to be 12 teams. That's it? That's basically all we know right now. I don't even think they've decided whether or not the first... Like, I so we don't know that the highest one. non-powerful... Like, the, there's nothing that... Correct. I mean, it's entirely possible they say five, the five highest-ranked conference champions are in, and then seven at-larges. At-larges. But... If that's true, here's the truth. They open with Florida State next year. Yes. And you don't think Florida State's going to be like, you know, trying to trying to erase the memory of what just happened a little bit? Like, and by the way, you look at what Liberty did in the bowl. Like, there's going to be great skepticism about teams like Memphis. And then if you lose by, let's just say, 20 to a Florida State. Sure. I'm not saying they're going to. But if you lose by 20 to Flor- and then all you've got is your conference, like what can you do? Well, and a diminished league. That's what I'm saying. A yes. diminished league. I think obviously the safe bet there, if you're saying will they make the I- – I would say this. If, if I phrase it this way, they will win their conference next year, I would say I believe that. Yep. If you ask me will they make the 12-team playoff next year, I would say, I'll say I don't believe that. I think that's... But it's possible. It's very, very much in the realm of possible. Yeah, because the Liberty issue for me really highlights you might even be better off as a... We used to think as a G5, or the artist formerly known as a G5, you had to schedule a P5, you had to win that game to propel yourself into the conversation, or you you had to have like a close loss or something like that. What we saw this year is Liberty didn't do any of that. Liberty had like one of the worst schedules right, we've awful. ever just just horrific, but they went undefeated. So you know, does someone in does someone in the Mountain West like you know now there just wasn't a like well like what, what are we going to do? With, would what, have made it would what have are we going to do team. with Oregon State? Like Oregon State is going to have essentially a Mountain West schedule. Like what what are we going to do with them? Like do they do they do they count as a quote unquote conference champion, like them or Washington State? I'll say this back to Silverfield real quick. Um, I just give him all the credit in the world for the way that he has um, dealt. Like in the end, his answer has always sort of been he's been more of a tubby, like, look what I do on the field, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not saying they answered every question because they still, you know, they lost the big game. They, they didn't win the conference. They didn't get to the conference title game. They, 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 they came close but lost their, the, yeah. the, their biggest games against the toughest teams. They did put together a 10-1 season, and they ended it with an emphatic, an emphatic beatdown of a very good uh, Iowa State team and basically got everything they wanted in that game. You got you finally no penalties. Got the, you, got you got no penalties. What you get the day that you wanted, yeah. where the fans are celebrating, everyone's happy. Yeah, there's no grumpiness. You got you got to beat a you won a game that you weren't necessarily supposed to win, which is like the first time that happened this year. Yeah, right. You're, you're ten and a half point dogs. Um, no penalties, no turnovers. Seth becomes the all time leader in uh, in I passing think, yardage. I think he had his best game. Twenty four of thirty four, three hundred sixty four yards, four touchdowns, another rush. He was tremendous. And he's freaking coming back. You got the defensive coordinator goes to Mississippi State, so the the new guy uh, Hankins steps in and assembles a three five three defense like on the fly. Allows zero rushing yards. Zero rushing yards. Remember how they were gashed at various well, points so in, in the season in between the halves. So I watched the first half at my parents' house, 
and then I was driving yeah. back to my house for the second half. I was listening. I couldn't. I was listening to the Iowa State broadcast, and they interviewed Campbell at the half, yeah. and he was like, "We haven't seen anything. Like what they, what they, how they're defending what they're us doing is all right. new. Correct. Like that's what you kind of yes. It's what you. It's felt going like. to win a bowl game. Yeah, it was. It was damn impressive. Uh, everything about it was damn impressive. Um, and that program, I'd even say this: the university now, with the basketball team top fifteen. Football team, 10-win season, the stadium being conveyed, yep. uh, the, the, the renovations on track. And by the way, Florida State trying to blow up the ACC. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to predict that all of this is going to result in a dramatically better conference situation for Memphis. In fact, it's funny. I read John, John Martin had a column on predictions uh, at the uh, in on, on in the Daily Memphian, and and a, a lot of them are really interesting. And then he had a prediction, a prediction about this, but there was no prediction. It was no, there was no, he didn't. There was no prediction, John. You didn't predict. You didn't predict they're going to end up at a better conference. He said, "Well, conference isn't done, and this might be Memphis's best shot." It's not a prediction. It's a little analysis. It's not a prediction. Give me if you want to predict that Memphis is going to be in the Big Twelve or Memphis is going to be. Uh, joining with the shards of the AC, predict yeah. it, and I won't predict that. But I will say, they feel closer they have, than ever. Like they, this well, feels they, realistically who are they competing closer. against. But be like, what's the problem now? They're a tier one university. I mean, there are problems. Like it's a small market. It's poor. Whatever else, we got it. But um, football programs in in a very good shape. Basketball programs in very good shape. Secondary programs like women's, like like women's sure. soccer, men's soccer, whatever, much better than used to be. Academically, tier one university. Now it feels like they are in as good shape as they have been in a long time to make their case. Right? Yeah. Yes, I totally. I and also it feels to me like it's closer than ever. God, yeah. One, one would hope. All right. All right. Well, let me show this one then. Uh, Ole Miss will be in the uh, 12-team playoff. Next Believe week. it or not. Ole Miss also uh, with a very good season. For Memphis, it was a 10-win season. For Ole Miss, it was an 11-win season as they beat Penn State 38-25. Jackson Dart, like Seth Hennigan, will be returning. He went 25 of 43, yards and three touchdowns. Caden Priestcorn, old friend Caden Priestcorn, with 10 catches, 106, 136 yards, Two touchdowns. Great video on social media with his wife and his son. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen that. That was tremendous. And listen, uh, Penn State was diminished defensively by a lot of their opt-outs, but that was damn impressive by Ole Miss. Very good season by Ole Miss. And so, once again, believe it or not, they will be in the 12-team playoff next year. So, much of the same thing that I was talking about with Memphis applies to Ole Miss next year. One of the hardest things to do is, like, they're going to be – I mean, likely a top 10 team preseason. Will both of Maybe. those teams, by the way, be ranked top 25? Will Memphis be I'm going to say I'm going to say probably 25? not. Are you talking about the final? Are you talking preseason or the postseason? The postseason, whatever. I think postseason Memphis will be ranked, don't you think? No? I think so, too, because SMU lost, Tulane lost. And that's why I'm wondering. If you're postseason ranked, and then will Liberty you get got embarrassed. Well, Liberty got humiliated. Yeah. You could talk me into that. Um, and then does it spill over? I think probably not. The probably others receiving votes. Ole Miss will 100% be ranked. So anyway, what were you going to say? So the hardest part 
to me is when you're a, when when you're a school like Ole Miss, Ole Miss has proven that they're pretty good from coming like back in the pack and punching up. Right. But one of the things that's very difficult to do is when a school like that now has expectations. And can well, you and, deliver and like, on those yeah, expectations? I mean, you still, in the end, it's what goes back to the where, why were you rooting for Alabama if you're an Ole Miss fan? In the end, yeah. you now, Grady, have to. For the first time, you don't have to play Alabama you, next year. You don't have to play them, and you don't have to win the West. Like, you can make the. Correct. There is no West. <laughs> there is no West. But, I, like, you don't have to be. You don't have to be better than Alabama. Correct. It's not just going to be one or two. They, you could how many how many SEC teams are going to are they going to be I bet there's going mean, to be three I SEC think there's going to be at least, at least three. three at least three and you so, got to be the third best SEC team so then you got you have their four non conferences with non con games they should win so you got Furman MTSU at Wake Georgia Southern then their conference that's a ballsy schedule then their conference schedule yeah that's what you got to do if you're almost they start at or Kentucky at home then they go to South Carolina at LSU. Oklahoma at home, at Arkansas, uh, Georgia at home, Florida. It's a burn, and then man. And that's the thing. It's yeah. like it, we saw with a guy like Brian Kelly. Like he talked about, it. it's like the meat grinder of the SEC. It's the it's the back to back weeks. It's those. It's avoiding but the landmines. Th- three teams will three teams will emerge, and if you're going to stipulate that one of them's Georgia, right? Yes. And you're going to stipulate. Are you going to stipulate that one of them's Alabama? I am. So one of them's Georgia and one of them's Alabama, Alabama. And then, by the way, we got Oklahoma and Texas now. And Tennessee. And Tennessee. Tennessee well, I was going to get good, to Tennessee yeah. here in a minute. And uh, and Tennessee. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, and LSU. Really and, LSU's like, going to be down? Yeah, no. You got to play at well, LSU. Let me ask you this. Uh, let me, let me, here's the next one, then. Uh, Tennessee will make the 12-team playoff next year. Tennessee uh, debuted their much-ballyhooed quarterback. Uh, Nico got. Uh, he, he, listen, is is he looked nimble? I'll say that he absolutely he went looked up nimble. against a really tough defense. A really tough defense. My God, though, people like are, are, are isn't it good? That Brian Ferentz is going to be gone. Have you, you seen Kirk Ferentz's comments in the wake of this? He says, "Yeah, well, whoever we hire, they're going to do what we do." Yeah. Like, it, it, this is not some freaking mystery why they do what they do. By the way, punter just set the all-time record in punting. 4,186 yards punting for Tory Taylor of Iowa. But went up against a truly rock-solid defense and led him to a 35 nothing win. Um, three rushing touchdowns, 12-19, 151 yards, one touchdown. Uh I mean, he was extremely solid. That's a defense that uh, thrives on getting you to turn the ball over. He never really, he never really put the ball in jeopardy. Got some drops. But I mean, it's it wasn't helped. It's the thing about when you play Iowa. Like I had Tennessee yesterday, and as soon as they got the second touchdown, I was like, you're like, that's done. done. Okay, so are they gonna? Uh... I think you're better off saying on both of these. I don't believe it, <laughs> just because. Right. Because there's only going to be there's probably only one opening, correct? And, and is it, could it be the magic another magical season? Here's the thing: Tennessee does not recruit at the level of Georgia, right? right? We know that. Like across the board, their roster will not be up to Georgia. Tennessee does not recruit at the level of Alabama. Two years ago, they beat Alabama. Why? Because they had Hendon Hooker, who was a tremendous quarterback, right? And so, if you have a tremendous quarterback, which they might have, mm-hmm. that is a equalizer. Look at Michael Penix Jr. Sure. That is an equal. Is is Washington's roster, uh, you know, A to Z 
uh, better than you you Texas's, name it. Roster Texas's roster. No, oh my God, Texas did not have a sack last night though, was, which is incredible. But that's also why I love Penix right. sack avoidance. Exactly. So a quarterback can be the equalizer, and you can have a magical season. And Ole Miss could have a magical season, and or Tennessee could have a magical season. But you are one hundred percent right. You are better to predict no. If I'm, however, if I'm giving you one of the three teams, will be in the twelve team playoff next year. Memphis, Tennessee, or Ole Miss. Who is it going to be? I think I'm taking Ole Miss. I think because Ole Miss is returning a ton. They're basically returning everybody. And they, they are they're killing it in the portal. Yeah. They're filling in the pieces that they didn't have. Um, all right. Uh, the Memphis Tiger basketball team will, in fact, go back to the Sweet 16 for the first time since the 2008-2009 season, and they will do it this year. Believe it or not. I'm going to say I do believe it. I was talking, uh, I was talking with a friend. Uh, one thing I think that you can say about Penny's teams is it feels like the last like the last four years, each team has subsequently gotten more watchable. And if you look at that trajectory, that feels like this is the team that finally gets over that next hump. Last year could have been this team. Last year could have been a dream run. It didn't work out that way. But typically, over the course of time, it tends to balance itself out. And when I've watched college basketball right now, I know that they didn't have the world's most inspiring two performances the last two games. They didn't lose either game, though. That's important to note for me. Like, they could have easily lost that Vandy game. Easily. Have could lost have that. easily lost that Vanderbilt yes. that Vandy game. They didn't. Came with one last freaking shot. They didn't. And now, now Here's you- the thing, though. So, as Penny talks about, well, one of the problems is, we, we know the situation they're faced with now. Now they're going to have... Uh, game after game after game after game, uh, starting this week against Tulsa, where they are heavy favorites and are not not only not expected to lose, they won't really be easily particularly forgiven if they lose. If you just look at the odds right now, they are favored to go twenty eight and three this year. They probably won't, right? I mean, yeah, I mean the the odds are you you, they, they, you lose going, a game, you're not supposed well, they to. They could have lost the Vandy game, yeah. right? But they have assembled. I think the argument for them is they have assembled a 7-2 and two record in quads 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. And that is going to hold up. Let's just say they split with uh, FAU. FAU, by the way, is 17 now. Suffered another weird – they've just had a weird season. Um, uh, another weird loss. But um, So you're 7-2 and two in quadrant 1 and 2. Let's say you end – you know, whatever. You get, you, you're going to get beat FAU and lose FAU, right? There are – that 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 record is going to stand up and hold you in good stead, and it probably means that for the first time in years, you're actually going to get a good seed. And if you get a good seed, you'll be favored to go to the Sweet 16 yeah. once you get and that's there. that's the key. And that's the key. It's yes. the work that they've done so far. It's not just the team that we see. It's the work that they've done so far means they'll probably, at this point, if you're asking me, are they going to be a top four seed? Yes, Probably. Right? Top five seed? What do you think? Yeah, I feel more comfortable saying top five. Top but, five seed? But I mean, to they me, will probably the difference between being a four and a five seed is the colored jerseys you wear. Right, exactly. So you're going to be a four or five seed. So yes, they, I, the work they have done makes it dramatically more likely and makes it, in fact, likely they will get to the Sweet 16. And then you combine it with the fact that 
you know, Tomlin comes in and he gets 15 and 15. Yeah. Like, like, and he's going to get better. Right, and they're going to get better playing with him. Yeah. There's more continuity. Now, the, all of that. Now, I do think what Penny, you're not going to be tested as much in there's the, the Gonzaga, half, there's the Gonzaga problem, which does become a problem. Like other but I would teams argue, are testing themselves. I in would argue that we're that. So the fact that you're in, asking game out, the fact that you're asking Sweet Sixteen makes me feel better about that. Where I think Gonzaga used to always have the problem was when they would get to the second weekend. That was when it would ramp you're up. Just not used to. High level. The truth of that is, you'd be better off if the schedule were flipped around. You could play your conference schedule in the first half, and then you could test yourself against all these good teams that you just played. I mean, look at UConn last year. UConn last year in from the from New Year's Eve through the middle of January lost one, two, three, four, five. They lost six of eight. Like. That once but they in got the into, process, in, if right. it goes well, you're getting better. The same stuff that Penny talks about in the fall. In the, you know, we want to we want to get better. We want to play. We want to prove ourselves. With the way iron sharpens iron, all that stuff. Well, you're not playing iron. You're playing cotton. Cotton does not sharpen iron. No, but I don't think what it might help do is help build the continuity. Well, of when that's you're the adding, other question, though. Is so then 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 if you're asking about struggles with this team, the shooting's been weirdly for a team that we thought would be a really good shooting team. What Penny keeps talking about is selfishness and not playing together. Low assist numbers. David Jones as good as he is is often a one-man show, mm-hmm. right? Like is that flaw in the team just something Penny is now going to work through in the course of this non-conference season? Or is it a, a real flaw with this team assembled as it was with transfers, all of whom were the man? Is so, that a problem? I'm actually going to argue no, because I think if you look back, I think if you look back, it feels like this problem occurs at almost this point in the calendar each year, where going into conference play, everybody's antsy, like, oh, my God, here we go again. But there's one key difference this year. Memphis didn't stub their toe yeah, in Memphis the night. You know toe. what I mean? And, and by the way, it also feels like, listen, he was doing some, some hockey line changes against Vanderbilt. Yeah, right? sure. So, but it does feel like he knows who his best players are. Yes. Like there's no like yes. big mystery And there. I don't feel like the – there might be maybe some like, okay, well, this guy might be playing outside of the constructs of the offense, whatnot. But there doesn't seem to be like an Amani situation where there's the entire Well, it team. also helps that if David Jones is not necessarily the quickest to give up the ball, I don't mind a lot of that. Like, no, like I, if you're, I, I, I'm if actually The problem with, it, with the Amani situation was he is elevated when he's not the best player. Correct. Right? Whereas... It's very clear he's yes. the best player. No, that, I, I'm with you. All right. Uh, another, believe it or not, um, the Memphis Grizzlies will make the play-in in believe 2024. Or not. I'm going to stay consistent. I don't believe this. I still think the math is not good. And now the Grizzlies are back to six out of the play-in. But the real key is I'm still, I'm still being consistent on this. To me, it's the number of teams that you're going to pass. Even if you let's let's speculate that they end up passing the Warriors, that still just gets them to eleventh. 
Like, to me, it seems like the most likely outcome right now is they play a lot better basketball, you feel better about this team, and they finish 11th. So, uh, in the midst of all of the, they come back, they immediately go on a winning streak. You're like, holy crap, everything's fixed. Yeah. Like, Jaws return, everything is fixed. It all suddenly makes sense again. Uh, they're scoring in the paint, they're getting to the rim, they're, they're playing with pace. Um, you, you got Dez and Jaron and Ja scoring all three, scoring 20 points a game. Uh, honestly, they were only one point away from that happening in their first three games. Yeah. Ja, Jaron had 19 in the third. And um, so you're like, oh, my God. They, they got – because Dez and Jaron have taken a step offensively, now you're better than ever. And look at this. And my son Peter, uh, my basketball analyst, he said, yeah, if you stipulate that this team is healthy and everyone plays every game from now until the end of the season, even given the debilitating math that you described, yeah. they're going to catch everyone. They're, they're going to be 10th. But that was never going to happen. Of course it's not going to happen. What did we see immediately? It wasn't something awful. Jaw gets sick. And all of a sudden, now maybe they would have lost to Denver anyway. It was Denver, right? Yes. But And then in the next game, Jaws very clearly diminished, right? Like, yes. You are not going to go through the rest of the season with perfect health. And you've got too much – It's it's you got too much ground to make up. Yes. you got too the, much the, ground to make up. you got games too many counted. to pass that those games counted. And so, yes, if you can stipulate to me that all the team – all the players are going to be perfectly healthy for the rest of the season, yeah, they'll probably catch them. But – no, they're not going to be perfectly healthy. Um, and and then, by the way, Steven Adams still isn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they got – like, they may have – I think they do. They have the worst centers in the league. Oh, I don't even think that well, – Not even probably close. Yeah. So, like, that's a huge problem. And I don't believe Brandon Clark's about to walk through that door. No, I also, I also think – listen, it was awesome. There was also a sugar high element to Jaws' return. Like, it was such an, a big lift. And then you look at the four teams they beat, they get the two Pelicans wins, which are both very good wins. But Both miraculous. But both were, hey, what have Pelicans been all year? They struggle in the fourth quarter. Right. And you, you, you did it. Easily could have been losses. But last second. The both. Hawks stink. Right. And then the Pacers are kind of a play-in-ish adjacent team in the East, and you got them at home. And so... Like those were like those are wins that you need. Like I still said when they when 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 Jock came back, the question I asked was, will they be starting on that yeah. day? Will they be plus five hundred? Yes. And I said yes. And I and right now they are barely. Yes. That is not going to be enough. To, I think actually four and three is probably a pretty like if you if you took that win percentage out, I don't know what that's, that's, probably, that's probably what they'll be. Yeah. I can eat that that they're going to be better than five hundred. Um, Chris Harrington, who we'll talk about in the next, who we'll talk to, not about. We're not going to talk about Chris. Mm-hmm. That's, that would be rude. Just sit here. Who's coming in? Talk about Chris. Um, he 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 wrote a piece uh, about the year. I think 2023 was the worst year in the history of the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. I mean. I, you know, maybe not. Maybe years when you're winning 23 games and there's just I can hopelessness go for emotionally. and apathy. I can go for emotionally and psychologically. Because expectations, yeah. they were literally 
Well, and then it was just like, what's next? You come into the year, I think they're second in the West when the year starts, and now look, come on, man, seriously? You got, I mean, as, as Chris put in his column, you got Dylan Brooks embarrassing him twice. <laughs> once as a Grizzly, yeah. once as a Rocket. Yeah. You've got, um, you got obviously what happened with Ja, obviously what happened with Brandon, obviously what happened with Steven, um, obviously what happened with Ja again. Um, it's been absolutely... The, the fall has been jarring, whiplash fall. And and I don't it's it's very clearly not hopeless. Um we were talking about whether the you know, will, will they do something. Yeah. Right? And obviously we saw over the over the break, OG Ananobi was traded to the Knicks. Uh and so, you know, teams are starting to make moves, whatever. I believe what I've believed all along that they'll wait and see. Well, I actually took a look at the, like, if you look at the Ananobi deal, you know what it really reflected to me? It's going to be difficult for the Grizzlies to make a decision because it seems to me there has been a transition. When you're making these deals, teams want players. They don't want picks. And they don't, so now the Grizzlies are trying to go, I mean, the Grizzlies offered essentially their entire draft for Ananobi. They turn it down. Now, Time had gone on. It's not exactly apples to apples. But we saw they were more interested in younger players kind of getting a restart. Well, who do the Grizzlies really have? No, they have – all they have is picks, really. All they have of interest to deal is picks. I don't think because Toronto held out – I mean, quickly is perfect for Mm -hmm. them. Um, uh, You know, people focus on R.J. Barrett, who sort of was obviously the higher draft pick more pedigreed, but quickly uh, is is perfect for them. Perfect gives them exactly what they needed. The contracts lined up very well as well. He's a restricted free agent at the end of this year, um, so they very they clearly wanted a player, not picks. I don't think it means that every team um, will want a player, not picks. You're right though. Like if you're looking for a young player, the Grizzlies don't have that. To me, that it largely goes back to this though. Um, it's a crappy draft. Mm-hmm. We don't know where the Grizzlies are going to finish. We don't know they're going to finish in the lottery, whatever else. But are you really? I'm, a lot of people are. Like a lot of people right now, if you talk to Grizzlies fandom, would say, get rid of that pick. They're back to picks suck, right? Just because picks have sucked lately. Yeah. Because picks have given you um, lately Zaire and uh, uh, LaRavia. LaRavia. Like we're back to like, I don't care if I ever yeah. pick again. Yeah. Uh, get rid of the picks and get me players. Um, I don't know. Like, I you certainly aren't you certainly aren't trading that pick for a rental. Like, no, for this I, year. No, you're, no, you're not no, doing no, anything no, no, no. to get better this year no, with, no, with, no, a, no, with no, your no. first round pick. No, 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 you're not doing a one year rental. Very clearly, if you could bring in a player who thought would help you this year and next year and maybe the next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.